Welcome to the Audacity of Self-Kindness podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to the exploration of all of the tools, all of the ways, all of the skills of how you being kind to you, self-kindness, moves the needle in every other aspect of your life. And it also moves everything else in the world around you. Oh yeah, and it begins with you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another Audacity of Self-Kindness. This is Pete Sibley and I am recording today for, in my closet again. This brings back memories. I started this podcast during COVID and do you remember a lot of people were recording in their closets because um, we couldn't get out and about, but uh, I'm in the closet uh, actually, it's evening. Family is making lots of noise out there, enjoying the evening. And I wanted to get this podcast recorded because I really have been thinking a lot about getting back to the basics with self-kindness. Um, not that we've ever left the, the basics, but uh, for this podcast in particular, I really wanted to check back in. What are the essentials in a self-kindness practice. What does self-kindness mean? And how can we get more of it in our lives, more of it in your life, more of it in my life, more of it out to the world? So this is the podcast to uh, check back in. And, you know, this is the one, these are the things that you could share with somebody else if they're curious about what self-kindness is. Or maybe you are doing uh have a practice and you want to share a little bit about it or maybe this is just the first time that you're actually listening in and you're curious and and you saw this self-kindness 101 title so welcome if you are just joining uh and to all of you i know we all have amazing busy lives uh we can get into that in another podcast of why we're all so busy but just that you are taking the time to be here i appreciate it I really do. So I wanted to start off with why self-kindness. And I wanted to give a little bit of my background story. Uh, I recently finished up a challenge that I had offered, a self-guided uh, challenge. And it was on creating uh, 2023 as your most audacious year. And in that challenge, one of the participants um wrote to me and said that the challenge was great, but the part that stood out the most was your story. And in hearing my story, this particular participant said that just, it like, it scared them, but it also awoke something inside of them. And so I wanted to share a little piece of that story because really that is what my self-kindness practice has always been about. It's awaking that part of us that we know is like, it's there, There is there a great name for it? We call it spirit, we call it energy, we call it the universe, we call it, uh, you know, the God, we call it God, the God. <laughs> Good, Pete. Maybe it's a little later than I thought as I'm recording this. Um, so, Part of my story that I shared was that 
my wife and I, uh, and we have been musicians for, you know, a bunch of years and had a good career going. And we were living in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and we made the decision one sunny summer evening as the kids were napping and the dog was quiet and we stood on our little mini back porch we had in our town home and we looked out over the Grovant Mountains. If you've ever been to Jackson, those are the mountains if you're looking to the east. And so the sun was setting and you get this beautiful alpenglow. And as we stood on the back porch, we both knew in that moment we were making a decision. It was as if this was, there was this unspoken decision that we made. And that decision ended up being a decision that we would sell our town home and we would hit the road with our two little kiddos and we would travel around the country looking for the next place we would call home. Now, we had lots of reasons why we were doing that as musicians. We thought, you know, if we hit the road, maybe that would be a good chance we could live in Nashville for a while or Austin or Brooklyn, you know, or maybe even L.A., like one of these music places to really give our music uh, a go. The thing was, we already had a bunch of touring lined up, so we ended up uh, packing the Subaru and we got rid of just about everything that we owned and that day that we drove out, which was about two weeks later from when we were standing on that back porch, we ended up driving for about the next 16 months, the next year and a half. And we traveled through 30 plus states. Uh, We played hundreds of shows. And, uh, you know, we ended up living or being having a chance to live in a home for several weeks in Monterey, California. And that's where we stopped. We ended up staying, (laughs) we're still on the Monterey Peninsula in California almost 10 years later. Now, I wanted to tell that story and it connects with self-kindness and the Essentials Self-Kindness 101 because of this. It was a big, bold, audacious move to do that, to step out into the unknown that way, especially with little babies and especially with following a passion like a creative passion like music. And there were some incredible uh, adventures during that time. I know we'll write a book about it someday. Um, But what how this relates to self-kindness is actually what happened when we stopped. When we stopped all of the busyness, when we stopped moving around, when we stopped the adventure. For me, what happened was something that I had been running from, which were my own thoughts in my own head. Suddenly, there was nothing distracting me. There wasn't the next place we had to drive to the next thing that we were doing and we were so utterly physically exhausted that when we finally stopped uh, I started to have tons of self-doubt and I started to have an incredible amount of negative self-talk that came up and so 
I started on this practice called self-kindness because at the time, you know, people would always say, hey, Pete, you're such a kind person. You're, you know, you're so loving. Just love yourself. Just love yourself. And what I noticed is that that statement, the more that I tried to stop that, those negative thoughts in my head, the spin out, the doubt, um, you know, just it was really quiet. But then when it had a chance to amplify, it was like the more I tried to quiet it, the more the louder it got. You know, I recently likened it to quicksand. It's like the more that I was like trying to not go there, I went there. And so I knew that I was a kind person. And I figured, you know what? I can't quite get myself to this feeling of, you know, self-love. That didn't feel real. That felt like too woo. That felt too out there. By the way, I'm really into woo. I love it. Um, but at the time for me, I was like, well, maybe I can work on being kind. And so I've come to see, I have a new definition for self-kindness. So the way that I define self-kindness now is that self-kindness is simply the willingness to keep returning to a practice, to a practice that we know will help us to practice that we know will give us some relief. And self-kindness is simply doing that again and again and again. To quiet the part of us that's like, you're doing it wrong, you know, you should have done it differently, on and on. And I, I love to tell the story, it's like when two kids are playing on a playground and they're running around and having a great time. And then suddenly maybe one of them trips and falls and skins their knee and they start crying. Now the other child comes over to them and it doesn't say, you know, get up, you'll feel better. It doesn't berate them for falling. It doesn't shame them for having hurt themselves and for crying, the reaction that they're having. Now the other kid can just come over and sit next to them and be there with them, like be a witnessing presence with them. And maybe they reach out and they put their hand on their shoulder. And soon what happens is the one, the child that hurt themselves, skinned their knee, you know, the... The tears kind of slow down. They get a couple deep breaths. And almost before you know it, they're up again. That is that willingness. That willingness to come up next to that part of you that maybe is off track. Maybe the part of you that is just going and going and going. And to just be willing to say, hey, you know, I'm here. And you don't even have... that. Again, in that example, in that story of the two children together, it's like the one child that's comforting the other, it's not an act of comforting beyond just being present. So the question about self-kindness 101 is first, being willing to keep returning to a practice. Now, 
The second part is why a practice? Now, practice is, I use this word very loosely, right? I'm not like, at times, sometimes I get really dialed in and I do have um, disciplined and yay for discipline, right? When, when we can do it. But for me, as somebody with ADHD and, you know, just my life, I see, I use a practice loosely, now, a practice is anything, anything that is going to bring me to a present moment practice. Anything that's going to increase my awareness. And the awareness is what? And the how is noticing. So, my practice, whatever it is, will help me to grow a capacity for noticing. Now, this is the next part. This is the third part. The, third, the first part was the willingness to keep returning. The second part is the practice and why a practice. And the third part is noticing. Now, what are you noticing? Well, you're just noticing life, right? So... A willingness to return to a practice that is noticing your life. That is the core of what I teach every single client that works with me. That is the core of the practice that I gave myself that helped me to move out of depression, to, that has helped me to grow uh, a coaching business, that has helped me become the spouse and the father and the human being that I want to be in the world. It's helped me continue to grow my ability and capacity for love. And like, I, I can't, like, I don't even think I can put all the words and totally understand what a different person I am because of this practice that I started 10 years ago because I really, really needed it. <laughs> So, um, that, there goes my brain. So, prior to self-kindness, yeah, let's go there. So, for me, prior to self-kindness, it was like, life just feels like it's just doing its thing, right? Prior to my willingness to return to a practice that was helping me to be aware of and notice my own life, I felt like my life was just a thing that was happening, right? And I could adjust it by these different, you know, little, if I got a job, I thought like that would help my life. Or if I had a partner that or, you know, the different accolades that I had, right? So it felt like my life was about like trying to get these things that would then create a sensation internally, right? Because we're always looking for that internal feel to feel relaxed, to feel at peace, to feel at joy. So this understanding, this is the essential, like this is the 101 part of self-kindness is to realize that we have so much more agency in our life. And I'm not talking about like going out and getting a better job or you know, um, 
the way that you dress or things like that. It's like that's a, that's just a aspect of your who you are. The self-kindness that I'm talking about is applied to that deeper self, that inner self, that felt self, right? So what is always happening in our lives is reality. <laughs> no, that, that was deep, Pete. <laughs> but it's true. What is always happening is reality. Life is happening. Now, we all have thoughts and perceptions and beliefs about what is happening. You have your interpretation about what is happening. This should have happened. That shouldn't have happened. Uh, they did that intentionally or, oh, they didn't know what they were doing. You know, on and on and on. We don't even realize unless you have a practice already. And if you're listening to this, you probably have some type of practice. You have grown uh, a skill in your life and maybe you have a, a massive practice and you want to keep on learning more. But prior to an awareness practice, we just feel like, oh, that's how it is. That's how it is. That's how it goes. And only every great once in a while do we have something that breaks through that, that stops the interpretation, that beautiful sunset, that big event, the moment where like you lose a little bit of control of the car in the rain and all of a sudden you catch it again and your heart is beating faster and your palms are sweaty and like the interpretation of your world stops for just a moment. Now, we could do that every single moment intentionally and we don't need to stop the interpretation. We can just become a witnessing presence to that interpretation. That witnessing presence in us, that is where we have agency. We, be, we become empowered in our life as we embody our ability, our capacity to notice our thoughts, to notice our beliefs, our perceptions about reality in life. As Eckhart Tolle likes to say, you know, catching our language, he says, you don't have a life, you are life. You don't have a life, you are life. So the way that you can tell the story can be radically different than how you currently are telling it. And the amazing thing about that is life does not need to change on the outside for you to have a radical change on the inside. And that, my friends, is where my passion comes from with talking about self-kindness. It didn't take my bank account to change. It didn't take my kids or my wife to see me differently to change. It didn't take the world to change. It didn't take new clothes to change. Those, all those things are beautiful things in our lives to happen. But the change I was seeking was something that happened internally. And it's still happening. It still is unfolding all the time. And yeah, 
and I'm human. We're all still always going to be practicing, but we get to notice our thoughts and beliefs and perceptions about life. We are life. And this is the great secret that's no secret at all. So it's unfortunate that we aren't taught this from a very young age. I've had the conversation with my children, but I believe that my children and my family, they are able to access this just the same way that I was. And how do I know that the way that I live doesn't offer them maybe some conversation around it in their own life? And it took me, you know, living my life to ha to come to the way that I came to it to really embody it. I don't know if that totally made sense, but essentially what I'm saying is I do it and I get to have reap the benefits and um, hopefully you can check in with my family, but hopefully my family gets to benefit from it as well. How did I get off on that? Oh, that they aren't teach teaching this... <laughs> to kids um, because, you know, we are taught so many things about, um, like, how to solve problems. And I watch my kids and, you know, they, they are learning more of these skills around how to think. But I, I believe there is so much more room to go, like, e even more into the space of growing our children's awareness and ability to notice their own internal narrative. So ask yourself and just notice that also life around us, like what is it focusing on? You know, social, the news, the cultural narrative, what is it focusing on? What are the, a focus is just, you know, taking your perception uh, and, or, you know, putting that awareness on a certain part of your thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions. So we want to focus not our perceptions, but we want to focus our awareness, our ability to notice. So, all right. So I want to bring this back. I feel like I was kind of going off book there a little bit and I want to keep it to self-kindness 101. This is kind of like self-kindness 101 with pointing towards some of the, uh, you know, deeper aspects of where this practice can take you. So here's where you can begin today. Are you willing to keep returning to a practice that will benefit you? And I suggest whatever works for you, whatever will grow that awareness, that noticing. So for me, I was a big and continue to be a big fan of self-inquiry, which is questioning our thoughts, learning how to actually question our own thoughts. Did you know you could do that? Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. You can always ask the question on any thought. Is that really true? You know, my daughter should brush her teeth. Is that really true? Even if it's a yes, like it doesn't matter. Asking a question, is it true, 
can give us pause. Asking a question, is it true, can slow us down, can slow the brain down to even notice like, oh, wait, it's, it's possible to have, you know, another answer besides like, yep, that's absolutely the way it's got to be, right? I don't know, parents, maybe brushing teeth isn't a good example, but um, anyway, we'll go on to the next thing. Morning Pages is something that is uh, was written about by an author named Julia Cameron, who has a beautiful program called The Artist's Way. And uh, it's just a formal name for the informal process of doing what's sometimes called a brain dump or a thought dump and just getting things out on paper. But Morning Pages is a specific practice that I've done uh, different times in my life definitely have done it over the past 10 years during my own self-kindness journey. And that is writing out just stream of consciousness, three full pages of writing in the morning. And try it. Try it for one or two days in a row and just see what happens. That willingness to connect and uh, be in touch with your own inner witness and awareness is huge. So I highly recommend that. And of course, meditation. The only thing that I would say about meditation is that uh, often we take in our own brain that is already all fired up into meditation. So unless you have a really good meditation practice already going, or, you know, headspace might be a really nice way to kind of dip your toes into it. Um, uh but I would, you know, just try it. It's always amazing to see what happens, even if you sit still for just 30 seconds or one minute and just put your attention and your focus and you're noticing on breathing, on being still, on the sounds and noises around you can be a beautiful practice. And all of this can all you know you can also bring in thought work so any of these kind of modern or more modern um, processes of looking at your thoughts and seeing how those are connected to your feelings and your actions and results so again i would love you to just try this in your own life how can you make this something that you try out for a couple days just try a practice and see what happens. I'm so grateful that you took the time to sit with me to listen to this. And I invite you to your own self-kindness practice. The willingness to have a practice that grows your awareness and ability to notice your own life, your thoughts and your perceptions and your beliefs of what is happening all around you all the time. Remember, you don't have a life. You are life. All right. Love you. Hey, my friend, do you want to be part of the self-kindness universe? Well, it's not possible to be excluded from the self-kindness universe but if you want to get more inspiration if you want to get something in your email box then go down 
to the show notes and click on join my newsletter. You'll get all things self-kindness from me, some of the fun things that are going on, and maybe just a splash of inspiration now and then. All right, 